You are now listening to the Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place of refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. Again, the main character of our text is a man by the name of Jehoshaphat. The Bible is clear in letting us see different parts of his life. From a personal standpoint, Jehoshaphat was a wealthy and respected man. But most of all, when you consider 2 Chronicles 17, 5 and 6, it says that he took delight in the ways of the Lord. He took delight in the ways of the Lord. That is so relevant for us in our day and time. Because we can be interested and find pleasure in a lot of things. But it is very important, especially in your youth, to take delight or find pleasure in the things of God. It's so, it's so crucial that David wrote in Psalm 37 and 4 that if we delight ourselves, in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. If I just keep God first, God will give me things that I desire as long as it lines up with his word. I don't have to sell drugs. I don't have to be a hoe. I don't have to steal. I don't have to crook. I don't have to scam. I don't have to be like the world. I need to make it my business to delight myself in the things of God. And if I do that, the promise is he'll give me what I desire. From a professional standpoint, at the age of 35, Jehoshaphat became the king of Judah. He became the king of Judah. And when you read about him, you'll find out that Jehoshaphat was a quality leader. He wasn't a perfect man, but he, he, was, he was what I call a quality leader. He had good stock. He had good traits and characteristics. He was such a quality leader that he matured to a level to where he was able to teach folk how to have quality leadership traits as well. Yeah, he was so, so excellent when it came to being a man and a leader that he matured to where he was able to teach others the right way to go. And that's not a main point, but it's worth stopping right there 
and dealing with. You want to mature to the point to where you're able to show people the way they should go. You want to mature to the point to where you can be an example for other folk to follow, not just by in what you say, but also in what you do. You know, when I was coming up in grade school, we, we had a, a particular day that we would look forward to. It was called show and tell. And you would get up in front of the other students and, and you would just show and tell. But I've come to the realization that you got to mature to the point to where you can show and prove. You just don't need to be able to tell somebody. You need to be able to prove that it works. Your peers should be able to look into your life and you should be able to prove to them that serving Jesus, it works. Serving Jesus is right. And they should not only just hear it, they can look at your life and see the proof. They can see how you used to be, but since you've been with the Lord, how he done changed your life for the better. Look at somebody say, just don't tell it. You should prove it. That's right. And that's what he matured to. And so when you get to our main verse in 2 Chronicles 19 and 9, that's what he's doing. He's telling the people, look, I need y'all to make sure that you, first of all, act in the fear of the Lord. Okay? And, and I've gotten to the point where I've learned that if I'm teaching somebody something, I should be already doing it in my life. So he's telling them, look, I'm going to teach y'all. Y'all need to behave with the fear of the Lord. But, but I want you to know this is something that I also do. And, and again, this is a word for young people in our day and time. Behave in the fear of the Lord. Don't you ever lose the respect for God in the church and outside the church. There should just be certain things you refuse to do because you fear, you fear the Lord. Certain things you refuse to get involved in because you fear the Lord. But then he tells them to act faithfully. To be faithful means to be just. Carry yourself according to God's word. Be faithful. Be a just young man or just young woman. You can enjoy this life and be just. How, how, do, I, how do I live just, pastor? The just, the Bible says, live by, by faith. Well, what is faith? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So I need to hear the word, but then I need to put it into, put it into action. That's what it means to be just. I hear the word and I put it into action. James said it like this. He compared hearing the word to a person who sees themselves in the mirror. You come before the mirror and you see yourself. 
But he said, what man looks at themselves in the mirror then walks away and forgets what he saw? Who in here does a selfie with your phone or look in the mirror and you see that white crust in your eye and you leave it there? Who sees that you got something stuck in between your teeth and you, you leave it there? Who does that? No, when you see something wrong, you fix it. And James said, look, so with that in mind, don't just hear the word, do it. If you see yourself in the word, fix yourself. Look at somebody say, when you see yourself in the word, fix yourself. That's it. But what I really came to deal with is the last thing he tells the people. He says, have a loyal heart. And we're going to rest right here for the rest of the message. You got to have a loyal heart. It means a number of things, young people. But first of all, to be loyal means to be committed. I need to make sure I got a tight commitment to my God. In this life, Paul revealed there are going to be things that try to separate you and I from the love of God. But, but I got to stay. I got to stay committed. Sometimes life gets challenging. There are things that your, your flesh desires that's out of the will of God. Point blank is sin. But, but, but you got you to gotta just want to stay committed even though you having these feelings and desires. Lord, I'm feeling this way. I want to do this. But Lord, I'm willing to fight to stay committed to you. Because there is a doctrine that teaches once saved, always saved. But that's just against the scripture. You just can't be a child of God, young people, and live any kind of way. You got to strive to do the word of God. And sometimes it's a fight. But you got to have in your mind, if I fall seven times, I'm still going to get up. If I mess up 80 times, I'm still going to get up. I need you, Jesus. I realize that without you, I am nothing. I can do nothing. And I want to talk to somebody in here who's struggling and making mistakes. Look, that's going to happen in life, but you got to have some commitment on the inside of you. You got to say, I'm going to stay loyal. I'm going to make it in. I'm going to endure until the end. When you're loyal, young people, it not only means that you're committed. Let's go further. It says that you are trustworthy. You are somebody, as they turn me up a little bit, that is dependable. God needs to be able to trust you. Your pastor needs to be able to trust you. If you're married, your spouse needs to be able to trust you. You got to have some loyalty. When God blesses you with money, can you be trusted to bring him his money first? When God gives you life, 
can he trust you to praise him? He said everything that has breath should praise the Lord. Can he depend on you giving him the praise? Or are you the type of young person that's going to hold it back? You got to be trustworthy. Even to the point to where your parents need to be able to trust you. Can, can, they, can they tell you certain things? Give you certain instructions? Allow you to do certain things without you messing it up? You got to be trustworthy. Finally, a person that has loyalty is that they are the type of person that's going to do what is honorable. You're loyal. You're going to do what is right. You're going to do the right thing. You got some integrity. And you got to hold on to your integrity in the day and time that we're living in. And when you hold on to your integrity, young people, that says that you have loyalty to God. You have loyalty. You're just going to do the right thing. God forbid you get somebody pregnant before your time. Or before you should. But if you do, do the honorable thing. Take care of what you did. Do the honorable thing. If your parents allow you a key to the house, a key to the car, do the right thing. Don't be sneaking no hoes in and out the car and in and out the house. No, don't do that. Look at somebody say, do the right thing. See, remember earlier I said when you mature, you can teach folk what to do and what not to do. I, I used to do dumb stuff like that. Now take it, I was in senior. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget I was a senior in high school. I'll never forget. Look at somebody say, God will forgive you. But it's some things. You never forget. And, and I had this friend, and, and, and I, I invited her over to the house, and we weren't going to play Super Nintendo at the time. We, we, we weren't going to do none of that. We weren't doing no homework, but, but I invited her over with evil intentions. And, and yeah, yeah. And at the time, Mama was at home, but Mama was getting ready to go to work. Yeah, I was playing, and I was scheming. And so what I did was I told the young girl, I said, look, you go ahead and leave. And then when mama leave, you just, you just slide back on, slide back on through. And, 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 and the plan was going good. Mama left, and, 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 and my friend left, but she knew to just slide back on through. And she slid back on through and came up to the third floor of the house. And yeah, the third floor. And uh, some things began to take place. And um, mama slid through, too. <laughs> she did. She played a trick on me. She slid back in the house and stormed up the stairs because she seen a car outside and said, where's she at? I said, oh, Lord. She said, where's she at? And here I am. What you talking about? <laughs> I was caught. I wasn't trustworthy. 
I threw the girl in the closet and covered her up with some clothes. Mama opened the closet door. Come on out of there, girl. Put your clothes on. Straightened us out and then told me, you're going to go over to her father's house and you're going to tell her what you did. And you're going to apologize. And I did it. And I did it. Yeah. So I can tell you, look, the Bible says it like this. Flee youthful lust. You're going to feel things. Even though you say you got the Holy Spirit, you're going to feel things. But, but you have to fight to stay committed. You have to fight to stay committed to your God. Are you with me? Now, when it comes to Jehoshaphat and many other people, sometimes in order to understand why they teach what they teach, sometimes you have to go back to learn what they have been through. But we can't call Jehoshaphat back up to give us a testimony, but we thank God we have a record of parts of his life. And so we're going to learn from Jehoshaphat, how did he get to this place of loyalty? So for the next few moments of the message, we're going to learn some loyalty lessons. Look at somebody and say, we're going to learn some loyalty lessons. Yeah, because as spirit-filled young men and young women, likewise... We need to be loyal. We need to be loyal. And so I'm going to have to take my time because most of us in here are not familiar with Jehoshaphat. Matter of fact, let me just take a quick poll. How many in here are not familiar with Jehoshaphat? Show your hands. Hi. Let me see. Hi. Okay, I'm in the place. So let's look at a few loyalty lessons. And we're going to learn from Jehoshaphat's lifestyle, and then we're going to be done. Y'all still with me? All right. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 18. And notice, if you will, verse number 1. Y'all stay with me. 2 Chronicles 18 and 1. First lesson about being loyal to the bone is found in this verse. 2 Chronicles 18 and 1. Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance. He had money and respect and had a lot of it. But notice, and by marriage, he allied, uh, allied himself with Ahab. Loyalty lesson number one. Avoid being irresponsible. Avoid being irresponsible. To be irresponsible means to be careless. An irresponsible person will do things without considering the Lord. 
Now, keep in mind, look at Jehoshaphat. He got money and respect in abundance, but he's making irresponsible decisions. You can have a lot of a good thing, but if you don't acknowledge God, you're being irresponsible. Just because you got straight A's, if you make decisions without considering the Lord, you book smart, but you're spiritually ir irresponsible. You can be cute from head to toe, but you can be so stuck on yourself and make choices that are irresponsible. Jehoshaphat was irresponsible when it came to him choosing who he associated with. He allied himself with Ahab by marriage. He said, well, if I just marry Ahab's daughter, I will be in a good allegiance. But get this, young people, Ahab was one of the wickedest. Matter of fact, the Bible said he was the most wicked king at the time. There were 17 kings before him, and Ahab was the worst. And here you have Jehoshaphat linking up with a wicked man. That's irresponsible. And, 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 and the silence in the sanctuary is an indication to me that you have some of us in here that have some unhealthy, ungodly, and irresponsible relationships. Jehoshaphat linked up with the wrong person. Solomon gave wisdom like this in Proverbs 12 and 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. For the way of the wicked leads them astray. You have to be careful who you link up with because it's you that's going to suffer the consequence. And I love how the Bible lays it out. Look at verse 1 again. Jehoshaphat had riches and honor, right? In abundance. And by marriage, he aligned himself with who? Ahab. Now check out verse number 2. After some Years. This is when it all started to come to the light. See, some results of irresponsible choices don't show up until much later. You be thinking you good. You be thinking you all right. You be thinking your parents too deep. You be thinking the pastor don't know what he's talking about. But, but in a matter of time, you're going to suffer the consequences for irresponsible 
decisions. It took some years, but his sin found him out. May not happen while you're in middle school. May not happen while you're in high school. Maybe just a little bit of time after you done graduated where you start suffering because of the irresponsible connection that you made. And, and there are some relationships you start out loving, but in the end, you wish you would have never, ever, 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 ever got that close to that particular person. Can I work with it? So this is what happened. It's a lot of verses in between, so let me, let me tell you what happened. So right here in verse number two where it says, and some years later, what happened was Ahab came to Jehoshaphat and persuaded him to go to war with him. He said, I want you to go to war. And this is how close Jehoshaphat got with him. He said, look, what I got, you got. My people are your people. We tight like that. That's irresponsible. And so Ahab, with his wicked self, comes to Jehoshaphat and, and puts something on the table. And see, young people, learn from that. Whenever you start getting close, folks start getting comfortable. When you get close to folk, folk get comfortable, and they feel as if they can bring certain things to you. And so because of the years of the bond or the relationship, Jehoshaphat makes a decision to go to war with Ahab. Now, because he still got God on the inside, the Bible says that Jehoshaphat said, you know what, let's just inquire of the Lord and see what he got to say. Isn't it amazing how folk know what's right to do, but they, they still don't <laughs> go all the way with God? So, so this is what wicked Ahab does. He says, all right, let's, let's inquire of the Lord. Now, Ahab worship a number of gods. He goes and gets 400 prophets, 400 men to come and prophesy that they should go to war. All of them saying the same thing to please Ahab. Jehoshaphat looks at Ahab. And he says, you know what? Is there not a true prophet of the Lord here? Ahab said, yeah, there is one by the name of Michael, but he don't never prophesy nothing in my favor. He don't never tell me anything good. In other words, the prophet be telling him to get right, and he didn't want to hear it. So because his friends suggested they go, go get a true prophet, Ahab sends word to go get the prophet Micaiah. On his way, the messenger tells Micaiah, now look, when you go in here, all the prophets are prophesying in a favorable way to the king. I need you to get with the program and do the same thing. Micaiah tells him, look, whatever my God tells me to say, that's what I'm going to say. 
Let me pause right there. Young folk, you always need a real prophet in your life. Even when you in your mess, you need somebody in your life that's going to tell you like a T.I. is. Because the Bible says it is the truth that will make us free. So Micaiah comes and you got the 400 prophets and you got the two kings sitting there on their throne and they waiting to hear a word from Micaiah. Micaiah initially tells him, look, y'all just do what y'all going to do. And, and Ahab tells the prophet, he said, look, man, just say it. You hear? Go ahead and just tell us the truth. Micaiah tells him, look, y'all going to go to war, but it ain't going to turn out good. And especially, it ain't going to turn out good for you, Ahab. Ahab gets mad. He smacks the prophet. The Bible says, on the cheek, in front of everybody. Tells the messenger, take the prophet to prison. Feed him with the bread of affliction. And don't let him out till I get back from the war. Well, look how cold-blooded the prophet is. The prophet turned around. This is in the Bible. And he said, look, if you make it back from the war. He said, if you make it back, then the Lord hadn't spoke through me. In other words, he prophesied what was going to happen to Ahab. He's going to die. So remember, Ahab or Jehoshaphat made a pact with Ahab. So after everybody done cleared out, they're getting ready to go to war. Ahab tells Jehoshaphat, now look, we're going to go down here to battle. Now, you wear your priestly robes. And see, this was customary. Whenever a king went to war, you wear your colors. You wear who you represent. So when you get in battle, everybody know who in charge. Ahab tells Jehoshaphat, you wear your kingly robes. I'm not going to wear mine. I'm going to wear a disguise. And I'm just going to go to battle with you. I got to bring in point number two. Look at somebody say point number two. You only run with real folk. You only run with real folk. If you're going to be saved at the church, you need to be real and be saved outside the church. If you're going to wear this robe here, you need to wear it out there. Baby, if you're going to be a hoe, be a hoe all the way. Don't, don't play with God. If you're going to be in the street, be in the, be in the street. Make up your mind. You, you can't have both. And see, that was Ahab's problem. He, he told Jehoshaphat, look, I, I, I'm the king, but I'm not going to really be the king in this battle. Because you know in his mind, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. He wasn't real. He wasn't genuine. When you are truly loyal to God, young folk, you run with real folk and you be real. You wear this robe all the way. You wear this robe all the way. Tell somebody, wear it all the way. Be a praiser in the church and outside the church. Let the Holy Ghost guide you in the church and outside the church. You tell people how good God is in the church and outside the church. Wear it all the way. Ahab wasn't willing to do that. 
He wasn't real. So I got to ask, who you run with, are they real? Or is it you that's not real? Who's the loyal one? Is it the people you running with, are they being real? But you being fake? I ain't getting that now, ass. <laughs> Be real and run with folks that's real. So, so they get out the battle. And this is, this is so crazy. I got to show y'all this. Y'all go to uh, 2 Chronicles 18. We still in 18 in verse 31. So they out in the battle. Remember, Ahab in disguise. And Jehoshaphat, he out there with his robe on, and they fight. Verse 31. So it was, when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, that's the enemy, they cried and said, it's the king of Israel. Now, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. Ahab is the king of Israel. And so when the enemy saw Jehoshaphat because he had on his, word, his robes, they said, oh, there go Ahab right there. <laughs> Could you imagine that? You getting accused of being somebody <laughs> that you're not, and they're ready to kill you. Could you imagine this? Hold up, hold up, hold up. It's me. It's me. It's Jehoshaphat. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's Jehoshaphat. They ready to kill this man because they think he's Ahab. Right then, Jehoshaphat realized he messed up. He realized right then that I did not make a good, responsible decision. Notice the verse. Therefore, they surrounded him to attack. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. And God diverted them from him. Ain't God good? See, when you really loyal and you find yourself in a mess, you know that repentance is necessary. I done messed up. I shouldn't be in the bed with this person. I shouldn't be in the, in the cypher circle passing and, and, and puffing. Lord, I done messed up. I need your help. And God is so good, he will help his folk. I said, God is that good. He helped them. And sometimes in life, young folk, unfortunately, you make bad choices. But as long as you are alive, you got an opportunity to call on the name of the Lord. And the Bible said, whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you find yourself in this predicament, you better know that there is a God that can save you. And you better pray he have mercy on your life. His irresponsibility caught up with him. But he had enough sense to call on the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord. And, and somebody's right there right now. 
in the midst of a bad relationship, in the midst of some bad choices, and your only way out is the Lord. That's the only way out. You got to get like Jehoshaphat in the midst of the attack because the enemy wants you. He wants you dead. Jesus told his disciples, look, y'all, Satan desires you, and he wants to sift you. Don't you know if the enemy could get some of us in a position to take us out? Ain't going to be no hesitation. You've been in God most, if not all, of your life. And if he can get you locked up on some dumb stuff, if he can get you caught up in some dumb stuff, he's going to take advantage of that. But Jehoshaphat, even though he was in an irresponsible relationship, he was still loyal to God. I done messed up. I done messed up. Lord, I need your, your help. And look at what the Lord did. Diverted the enemies. Told the enemies, stop right there. Leave this one alone. God ain't changed. God ain't changed. If you are called by his name and you humble yourself, you repent, he'll heal you. He'll protect you. He'll save you. I said, God will do that. But you got to be loyal to him. And you got to realize, if that be you, I messed up, but the Lord can help. Lord can help me. And so the Bible goes on to say that eventually Jehoshaphat made it back home safely. He made it back home safely. That's the key. That's the key. I, I just want to make it home. <laughs> I just want to be alive. Lord, I thank you. He made it. That's what the Bible said. He made it home safely. made it home. When I die, I want to make it home <laughs> safely. When I die and when I go through things, I want to make it home safely. And so he gets home. And remember, the prophet Mike, Micah is in prison. So then another prophet comes to him by the name of Jehu. And the prophet Jehu tells him, you, you did wrong. You linked up with somebody evil, somebody wicked. You were wrong. But then the prophet had another message, and he said, but God has seen good in your heart. God knows you loyal to him. See, we serve a merciful God. Even though we mess up from time to time, God will still show us mercy. And let me tell you something, young folk. When you mess up, whether intentionally or not, understand God is merciful. If you make a mistake, God is merciful. Just be real. Just be real. Let them know, Lord, I'm still loyal to you. I still have a desire to please you. Don't ever think that God is through with you unless you done blasphemed. Anything outside of that, God will show you mercy. 
Somebody shout praise the Lord. And so Jehoshaphat makes it home safely, and, and he's so pricked in his heart. He begins to, what I believe, evaluate his life and starts making necessary changes. See, when you're loyal to God and you see you done messed up, you try to get yourself together. Am I right about it? And so what he does in verse number four, as I close, notice it says, So Jehoshaphat dwelt at Jerusalem, and he went out again among the people from Beersheba to the mountains of Ephraim, this is it, and brought them back to the Lord, God of their fathers. So once Jehoshaphat got himself together, he started going and restoring the nation. Restoration. See, when you're loyal to God, you start restoring areas of your life that had fallen or that you were weak in. When you're loyal to God, you take a self-examination of your life and you say, man, how did I mess up? How did I get here? And then you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and show you what you need to do to never get back in that place again. What do you call that, Pastor? Restoration. How did I consider taking myself out? How did I get here? You allow the Holy Spirit to show you, and then you start strengthening what remains in your life. Man, I, I, I got to pray so I don't never, ever get back in that place again. How did I end up doing that? I got to watch the decisions that I make. You start restoring your life. How many are understanding? Yeah, that's what you do when you're loyal to God. You don't go back and start doing the same thing that God brought you out of. What Jehoshaphat looked back, going back, getting some more friends like Ahab? He looked stupid. And we look the same way when God brings us out of something. But then we go right back to it. No, you got to restore. You got to allow God to re restore you. You got, you got to start getting back, delighting yourself in the things of God. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. He went back out pulling down high places, pulling down idols, and telling the people, come on, let's get back to delighting ourselves in the Lord. He, he, he strengthened his loyalty even the more. And that's someone's directions today. You have to remain loyal, but you have to also strengthen your loyalty to God. You have to look at the areas of your life that's got cracks, that's brittle, and you try to make those areas better. You make them better. And when you do that, you're showing God, I'm loyal to the bone. I'm not going to go back to doing what I used to do. Lord, I'm going to stay more committed to you. I'm just going to stay in the will of God the way I, I need to. And when we do that, remember, Jehoshaphat, as long as he delighted in the Lord, God gave him the desires of his heart. And that's what's going to happen to you. That flow going to get back. That flow. How many know what that flow is? That's where God is doing things that you pray for. 
doing things that you didn't even ask him to do. You get that flow back in your life. But you got to be loyal. Can't be up, down. You can't be being irresponsible. You got to mature and just go all the way with God. How many understand how important it is to be loyal to the bone? Let's stop right there and let's give God a hand clap for the text and the topic. <laughs>